Welcome to Two Minute Practice. Here, the hosts of the Lean Into Art podcasts explore and encourage you to join us in trying all kinds of different creative activities that help us practice things related to making our art, exploring, growing in our business practice, and even trying things for a healthy lifestyle. Every episode, we talk about what we practiced recently, things we saw in the community, and then we highlight a new thing, an idea for you to try to practice. I'm Jersey Drozd, cartoonist and teaching artist. I'm Rob Stenzinger, UX designer, coach, and interactive maker. Two minutes is a findable amount of time to try things. Let's see what we can learn and make when we make it easy to try. Hi, Rob. Hey, Jersey. <laughs> Two minute practice time. Two minute practice time. Uh, remind us of what our practice was these last two weeks. Oh, let's see. So we were looking at, so your store presence, your portfolio, some kind of thing that you put into the world to, um, to sell what you do, right? Could be one thing, could be lots of things, but just to take a look at that with like an editorial eye and see what's what what stands out to you as as some way to evolve it and that um you know whatever you have time in two minutes if you have two minutes to and, and that works for um not just finding the things but maybe mapping out doing some sketching whatever whatever works for your process maybe it's d just doing a classic running a highlighter over stuff and seeing um you know giving yourself uh more focus for how you want to improve it, but maybe you don't have the actual, uh, you're just identifying the problems, not necessarily solving them yet. It is only two minutes after all. Yeah. Although hmm. last time we talked about it, I did do, I, 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 I set that trap for myself that I often set when I'm thinking about like managing projects is I said like, well, if it's two weeks of two minutes, then you're, and you're only doing it Monday through Friday, you're really looking at, you know, uh, tw 10 minutes of effort, you know, is that right? No, it'd be 20 minutes of effort, right? 10 days. Um, and so I was like, Oh, I have an abundance of time. And then my plan met the road and, um, I didn't wind up doing any entries or any, uh, practices at all. Um, now I could step back and go away. Hey, look, I'm really busy right now. Um, yes. I also think that this is a reminder to me that um, I am not attending to my work as mindfully as I could um, because like, it seems like if I was really um, being attentive in, in the moment with the work that I'm doing, I would, I would find the place where this is a good spot to do the two minute practice. Let's just change gears for a second and just do this. Uh, it, it was designed to be an inexpensive practice. And it is, but the practice itself has a huge effect, right? If there's a promise of something, something fun, who knows coming out of it, right? Nothing that's probably going to get turned into a product directly, but enough to be uh, inviting. So I'm wondering, is, was there something about this, uh, this practice that just didn't seem so... Uh, you know, like intrinsically motivating. You, you are very wise. Um, it was certainly, it, it was speaking to something that I am very personally insecure about, and that is writing text. Um, I, I, I know I have a lot of issues with writing in passive voice. 
Um, and this has been especially been revealed to me this year as I've been doing jobs that require me to do a lot of more text writing. Um, and so uh, to, to, to quote Dan Mishkin, who's has often like been a, an enormous help to me in writing like, like pitch copy. He said like, some high school teacher really got to you, Jersey. Somebody really did a number on you, and you write like somebody who's performing for a high school teacher. And I'm like, yeah, I know I do. And so it's something where I, I feel like I know it's a problem. I know it's something I need to level up at, and I think that um, that aspect of this, of this practice made it more daunting for me. It made me less excited about taking it on because I know it's something I'm so, and, and like, even when you phrase it up, it's like just highlighting some areas that you think like whatever you can manage in two minutes. Had I thought about it that way, I probably would have gone at it. Uh, I would have been able to make time for it. But the thought of sitting down and looking at the text and trying to figure out like, how do I write this sentence so that it's more clear, more concise, and has some kind of emotional weight in it. Uh, that felt like a big thing. It made it feel big. Mm. So... Huh. And I, that's, that's, that's a bit of my, um, how my, my theory of, as far as how I frame the two minute practices, where I think if there's something in, intrinsically tempting and interesting and motivating about that given challenge, or if it's, if it's connected to hangups or, uh, demons and frustrations or, um, just some kind of, greater context that that it just hangs as something negative uh that i think i mean those those practices there's the the, one word that uh we use sometimes in user experience design when you think about the you know when you analyze a task and there are points that things don't work so well that 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 could be friction right so there's friction for that task and that's that's where you know i just had a hunch to say i wonder if there's there's friction for this task cuz there was for me too i did not do this as many times as i wanted to i i don't i don't mind doing it but i it doesn't call to me it doesn't um it seems administrative uh and like a chore an unsatisfying chore so even though I really, really need to do this. <laughs> and yeah, um, because, because my, all my different uh, presences and uh, you know, any, whether it's a um, uh, books I have online, the games I have online, the workshops I have, every bit of it could all could use some freshening from time to time. When you put a thing into the world and it sits on a threshold of, of, um, well, it is being, it's a, it's merchandising. It's that thing that someone can find. It makes it findable, but then the experience of exploring what someone found, it's well merchandised if it helps inform them and bring them through whatever level of confidence is appropriate to then proceed to learn more about it or to, to buy it from you. Or to uh, reach out to you and and say like, well, yeah, I want to work with you, and and it's you know based on this coaching thing or what have you, and that is a really important functional aspect of providing what you provide in, to the world. So yeah, you made the thing, 
but the merchandising is a big deal. Marketing is also a big deal and may relate to this, right? But like, um, that's where I sort of distorted the challenge a little bit. And I used a two minute practice to generate ideas for making an ad for guitar fretter. Right? Mm. And then I did print out a bunch of my other uh, product pages and portfolio pages. And I intended to do a bunch of two minute practices on those, but I only did one. Mm. And so like I did two practices in two, two plus weeks, weeks yeah. for this. And, uh, and I think part of that too, is I had plenty of friction when, you know, picking this up, right? I mean, because only two minutes, it, you know, so the, the, the cost of the task is inherently low. The cost of the task um, is low, but there's another cost time. that I didn't, I didn't, yes. There's a, the, the time cost is low. But if I say, well, talk to somebody that really you, you find loathsome for two minutes, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's only two minutes. The cost is really low, but the, the emotional cost is so high. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's okay, the so other dimension, I, which I, I don't think we've fully, you know, engaged with that. No, in, in our no, in practice reflection. It, the, the, the part of me that loves to solve problems is like, this is a solvable problem, right? <laughs> How do we make this more palatable? How do we make this more like intrinsically motivating? Um, because like, yeah, you can step back and say like, this is something I need to do. And I go, yeah, I know it's something I need to do. You know, you, you need to work out a budget for your business Jersey. Yeah, I know I need to do that, but Oh, it's so boring. You know, how do I make it so that I want to do it? You know? Uh, and, and, mm -hmm. and yeah, I know we've got this, this narrative that we've been using for a long time is like, you know, no pain, no gain, get in there and just like, you know, muscle through the thing. Um, I, that's not a, a motivating thing that I use in my classrooms. You know, I, I don't enjoy telling a child to like, just suck it up, rub some dirt on it and get in there, you know, <laughs> like, let's see how we can make this more interesting for you. So we got to do that for ourselves. How do we do that? Well, it's inherently easy for the tasks that don't have the friction around them, where it's like, well, oh, this is appealing on its own. Great. But um, like, I guess acknowledging when we encounter, all right, we're framing a two minute practice around something that I know I, and if, especially if both of us have some kind of reluctance about it, right? How do you, how do you, um, well, I mean, it becomes a design problem. So it probably means we can uh, look. So what are, what are some ways where you can reduce uh, friction? Well, you can, um, well, think about, is there some kind of reward you can add to this? So if it's not intrinsically rewarding, is it, can you make it ex some kind of extrinsic reward there? Is there a way to reshape it so it has an intrinsic reward, right? So maybe, um, you can you can combine it with other other tasks so you can make this smaller so let's see if this editing task oh, if we said edit while listening to the most the music that drives you the most right or or something right or pick you know even like all of a sudden now we're weaving in other things and these are things that games do and gameful experience 
design does. When you try to add other layers that acknowledge uh, something, you can change the volume of the task. So it's, um, it has, it's, it's less daunting because it, could, it really depends on the why. So thinking about that, how would you reshape this task or this, yeah. this challenge? Well, I, I immediately felt more at ease when you said something about just highlighting parts that you need to fix. Like, if, like chunking it down further. I think part of it, when I talk about like how big it feels, part of it is it's the ambiguity of not knowing. I don't have the context yet through skill acquisition to know what I actually need to address when it comes to my writing, right? Uh, mm. And I will after I go through it. Now that that's an intrinsic motivation, but um, but it doesn't knock down the bigness of the thing. But when you say like, okay, well, what's the absolute minimum you could do? What if you just highlighted parts that you know are problems, but you don't have to actually like articulate the problem yet? Oh well, now this is suddenly a little bit more manageable, and now I can actually knock down a bunch of it and and reduce it in size, and then come back. Okay, now let's pick maybe two of them. Can you look at two of them and say and identify and articulate what the actual problem is with those sentences? Um, what what if is there a way to set aside the idea of of uh, hunting for problems, and what if it was hunting for strengths, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So is there where is the positive, what is the strongest positive thing? Like, so if you did a printout of one of your um, product or portfolio pages and then, um, oh yeah, so I actually have PDFs of this I can switch to on my other monitor hmm. also, but um, this, uh, what was this other page that I did more marking up? Um, yeah, here's another another way to, um, to look at this. So instead of, um, problems what if it was about goals and the things that you love about this product or portfolio and and you're 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 finding the the um the positive things the things you love and believe in and and all of a sudden then that could help fuel something else mm -hmm. anyway so that's that's another way to, to instead of hunting for the problems and the negatives which may while well, inherently not feel great um you're putting this into the world for some reason that you believe in and care about. So what if, what if that, you know, like it, it, with that in mind, looking at the product page and saying, um, this is what stands out to me. Like why, why I care about this. Oh, it's the, um, you know, cute, cute animals. It's the big action and it's nonviolence and what you, all of a sudden. And then if that's what pops into mind after two minutes, um, all right with the intent that that positive inventory could then be used for um, saying, well, and how could I now emphasize this better? Right. Mm -hmm. Or, or how could I emphasize this, this better from the reasoning of the audience? Right. So thinking about um, teachers evaluating this, thinking about, Kids of it. I'm 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 sort of role playing through like looking at one of your project pages, and I guess I'm imagining Baron von Bear or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, um, of course, uh, Boulder and Fleet. You you you're, you're pointing to something that we've kind of talked a little bit about in the past. That shame on me for not connecting these dots. But like when you 
like as somebody who is a teaching artist, part of my job is to break down this big thing called making comics into di like grokkable, digestible, understandable little modules, right? Like this is what a syllabus is. A syllabus is a bunch of units to help you build a broader and more comprehensive understanding of a thing. Um, and so we'll do a, se a segment. Like all we're going to mess around with today is lines. We're going to play with lines today. That's it. You know, it's like, well, what's this got to do with comics? Well, you know, we'll have a deeper understanding of line, which will get us to a broader understanding of like how lines can be deployed in a lot of different ways in comics. And maybe we'll do some little other exercises to help you understand that so that this doesn't seem like such a pointless thing. Well, let's play with word balloons for a while, that kind of thing. Um, and then when I think about this writing thing, I'm like, fix the writing. And then I get that, 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 that panic sets in panic is a strong word, but like, like sort of like a, a resistance kicks in of saying like, but I don't know where to fix. I don't know how to fix this problem of passive voice and, you know, stringing together too many pieces of thought into like uh, an incoherent sort of paragraph. Um, how do I fix? Okay. Well step back, break it down. Let's look at it in like one little tiny piece at a time to build a more comprehensive understanding. Um, it didn't occur to me to try that. You know. Well, um, that's I mean, that's part of this practice, the meta aspect of of looking at um, like we're going to encounter stuff that it has has problems or friction. It d isn't inherently motivating and desirable. So but what I, what um, I walked away from with this is that you've, you've provided me with a framework to reapproach it. Right now I can look at it and say, like, OK, well. Ask yourself a few questions. What's writing made of? Writing's made of words. Writing's made of sentences. Writing's made of thoughts. Okay, let's approach it from just that conceptual. Let's just think about thoughts for a second. Let's write down things we're excited about. You know, like you said, like mm -hmm. looking for the positive things, looking for the strengths. Um, well, it reminds me a little bit of uh, one of the things you've described as your dialogue writing process is, uh, and I may not get this right, but it's when you're thumbnailing. Uh, and you you hear the the sort of rhythm and tones and the emotion of a character going mm -hmm -hmm, and someone else going mm -hmm -hmm, and someone going mm -hmm. yeah and, yeah yeah and it's like roughly in that area of of, of looking for the um, I guess the feeling behind like why why are you putting those words out so yeah. I mean, I think that was a useful looking back at this, uh, both uh, the pr practice as a process and this previous one. Um, but what about, uh, so are we thinking about doing a revised version for the next practice to, or, or just sort of set that aside for now because <laughs> it's a little bit of a can of worms. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to say like, oh, this, well, actually it's okay to say it's a can of worms. It's okay to say this is difficult. Um, I, like I immediately felt like a, a thrill of like no no that means we have to confront it maybe not maybe maybe we do set it aside just for a second and say like okay let's let's save up some energy and come back at this one again with the equipment that we put on through this discussion um, and maybe do something that's a little bit more intrinsically motivating something that's a little bit more fun and playful for us and doesn't have as much friction um, Let's see, what have we been what what have we been doing recently? So this was a writing one. Before that we had uh making some noise. And then we had uh flipping through familiar pages and grabbing things that have meaning for us, noticing our posture. So we haven't done one where we're doing any drawing for a while. 
it's yeah, it's been a while. I mean, a few months. So yeah. I think drawing is a good idea. Do you have a, a practice in mind? Do I have a practice in mind? Um, so I did. I used to do this. Well, I I still do this exercise in my classrooms where I draw. I write a line of dialogue three times, and. And the line of dialogue is always "What no eggs? What no eggs? What no eggs?" Just because I like to like like to get a classroom of children all shouting out loud, "What no eggs?" Um, but then, <laughs> and I say, "Okay, well, let's read them as a group." And we always read them the same because why wouldn't you? It's the same dialogue. And then I just change the shape of the balloon. I make a smooth balloon in the first one, a pointy balloon in the second one, and then a drippy balloon in the third one. And we read them again. "What no eggs?" And they shout the second one, "What no eggs?" And the last one, like "What no eggs?" You know. Um, and this to demonstrate just like how a shape and a line changes meaning. And we hear different voices when we change the shape and the line. What if we did something like that as a practice is just playing with line to communicate emotion. Um, mm. Pick a feeling of the day and represent that emotion in line. What does that, what does that emotion feel like? Mm. reporting on the capturing so, so th there's like actually like a bonus um reflection element to this too i'm totally building this on the fly rob um is by like just giving yourself like a, a check-in for the day like how did today feel and giving yourself a couple lines to represent that feeling hmm. so this is gonna be something that's that could cool be it's a way of you're visualizing emotion in and journaling in a way but it's abstract yeah okay yeah, and it could totally like, be something like I just that. add to the bottom of my ETP every day. So it, it's something that would be have like zero friction for me to do with the, the, the book is open next to me all day anyway. Nice. So it's it, in the line, it's whatever. So it could be a tiny line. It could fill a page if you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two minutes. Could be on a sticky oh. note. Okay. Could be... You know, this this day had a lot. It started out stable, but then it had a bunch of ups, and then eventually went down. Right. Um, this day was like a prickly thing that every time I made contact with it, you know, it was painful. Mm. Somebody came along and provided help when I needed it. You know, and I've got like a, a warm feeling. Mm. Right. Now that's a shape, though. I'm, I'm actually making shapes instead of lines. The like, what does a warm line look like? You know, I'm not sure. But two minutes, you can scribble out a couple lines. You can reflect on it, test out a few lines. Mm -hmm. That that sounds like a lot of fun. I probably won't avoid that. Okay. <laughs> I know I won't because I mean this is something that. I do feel a lot of intrinsic motivation on in terms of like, I want to be capturing more of my qualitative data in my emergent task planner. And I haven't been doing that as much. This would be a very painless way for me to do it. So. All right. Sounds, sounds super fun. Two weeks. So two. Yes. Let's try two weeks again. All right. See what happens. All right. See you then, Rob. Well, see you then Jersey. <laughs> So if you're ready to set aside two minutes to play along and do the practices. First, you need to pick something to practice. Then prepare a way to time yourself. And then give it a try. If you don't know what to practice, but want to try, make your first practice 
all about brainstorming the things you want to learn. And if you want more ideas, you can always go to leanintoart.com slash two, the number two, minute practice.